Lord, we celebrate what you're doing in our midst, and we ask that you would uh, allow us to get a glimpse of your face this morning, of your hands and feet, of your spirit moving in our fellowship. Open our eyes and our ears to see you and to hear you, for Lord, we see evidence of your grace and your moving, and we celebrate that in Jesus' name. I'd like to... uh, I invite you to uh, come into our little place here this morning where Annalise and I have invited Joanne, Beth, and Eleanor to come in. It's like a little living room, and I hope you feel like you're sitting around the fireplace with a warm fire, maybe some apple cider, hot apple cider mug, or whatever it is. And first, I'd like to ask uh, Joanne to introduce herself, and then Beth and Eleanor. Tell us a little about yourself. Tell us uh, what brought you to Beijing. How did you end up here, and what do you do here? Okay, so I will just pretend they're not here. Okay, just <laughs> talk to us. Okay, my name is Joanne Chen, and um, I was uh, born in China and grew up in um, the beautiful West Lake in uh, Hangzhou. It's southern part of China. And in 1992, I went to uh, California to join my handsome husband <laughs> and um, we had uh, we had two beautiful children over there uh, in 2004 uh, because James uh, he has to work here in Beijing and we moved uh, here uh, to Beijing so this is our 10th year uh, living in Shenyi and with CCC hey Beth please my name is Beth Canterbury. Um, I guess I was one of those that um, when my husband casually brought up a possible job opportunity in China, I, I stood in our bedroom, feet planted, and said, I will never, ever move to China. <laughs> and I'm sure some of you uh, possibly said those very words. Um, but we saw God's hand leading us here pretty clearly. And here we are. We've been here three years. We moved here with uh, our, my husband, Scott and my uh, three sons and a dog. My son, uh, my oldest, he came here as a high school senior, and he graduated from ISB, and he's now finished his sophomore year in college. My middle son, uh, Justin, he is uh, 18 years old today, (laughs) and he is um, a high school senior, graduating in just a few weeks from ISB. And my youngest, Brendan, is uh, finishing eighth grade middle school, I guess being involved in um, church and youth group was just always really important to our family. So even before uh, we came here for my husband's job, uh, but we before we made that decision, we we looked into um, you know what would the church youth group setting uh, what would that be? And so we actually found CCC before we even made the decision to come because wow. it was just that important. And uh, so we've been so blessed to be part of the community and particularly uh, my children, my three sons, being a part of the youth program, and they've been very blessed. Hello, everyone. I don't have a very good voice this morning, so you'll have to excuse me. It's going to sound a bit sad. Um, My name's Eleanor Lyons. Um, This is our eighth year here in Beijing, and my husband's work brought me here. My husband is Steve, and um, we have three children. Uh, The oldest is Claudia with the red hair. Um, then there's Penny and Patrick, he's the youngest. 
Claudia and Patrick both go to Dulwich and Penny goes to Webb. I can't say I felt that God was leading us here uh, when my husband said we're moving to China. Um, I was in complete denial, I think, for about even two years after I'd arrived in China <laughs> about being here. So, uh, it, yeah, our journey's been a really interesting one uh, since we arrived. Mm. You got a we, we have... Um, we have invited these three to come here because they make things happen in capital community among the women. And, um, and so we, I believe, have something to learn from them. And one of the questions we'd like to ask each of you is um, how has being in Beijing um, helped you in learning how to abide in Christ more intimately? I can start. <clears throat> Um, I've been here for 10 years. When I look back, I, um, this, um, living in Beijing is, um, I, I never thought it's actually, it's so important to me and it's, um, I've been transformed here. Um, and I, I felt that I was actually reborn here and, uh, really start to live. Um, so let me talk a little bit um, about before I came to here. So I left uh, China in 92 when I was 22, and I had dreams uh, in the U.S. It's more like a middle-class dream, you know. So James and I, we started from nothing, and we work hard, and uh, we we work hard and um, and. Got a lot, and we built a life over there. So we had a a, a beautiful house mm-hmm. in a nice um, neighborhood. We have we had two healthy children. Well, you know, we had everything: big cars, and um, life was good. Life was life was very good in the U.S. And um, and then in 2000, I became a Christian. And I felt, wow, this is just uh, perfect. You know, I, I have everything, and then plus, I have a belief. And um, this is just great. Um, so I, over there, I had a big, uh, I, have a, I had a very good job, and I work every day. I'm so busy with all the good things, but I still want to get to know Jesus more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I uh, squeeze a little bit time in my busy schedule and try to know Jesus more. Um, and I also um, go to church on Sunday. So I figure, you know, I'm good. I'm good. Um, but if, um, if you ask me that question that day, um, you know, abiding in Jesus, what did that mean? I didn't know anything about that. I just figure, um, you know, I'm doing Everything is perfect, and I also try to be a good Christian. But I think things totally turned around in 2004 when um, um, we have to um, basically sell everything in the U.S., and I quit my job, mm. and we moved to here. Mm. Um, ten years ago, if you've lived here long enough, ten years ago, Shun Yi is different it's a quiet, lonely, depressing, 
place. Uh, the Euro Plaza was not here. Yosemite was digging holes. Dragon Bay was a cornfield. And um, uh, worse than that was when I arrived here, I didn't have a car anymore, and I couldn't get out of Shunyi. <laughs> so, and I didn't have a job, so I had, like, time, like, I had a day schedule with nothing on it. It was, it was, uh, it was such a contrast when I arrived here. Um, and, um, but then, very interestingly, I was uh, brought to a women's uh, Bible study group. Mm. So, um, starting from there, I think my time schedule, my time planners start to be filled with Bible study uh, meetings, fellowship with ladies, uh, prayer meetings, um, a lot of things, activities, I think, uh, centered around uh, Jesus. That's very interesting. And... um, Right now here, uh, 10 years later, I would say, yes, I am abiding more in Jesus because um, I think God just took away all the things in my schedule, in my plan, and suddenly gave me a, leave me with a blank, one blank planner, and then he start to write things on it. And... Um, I feel it's a very natural thing for me right now. Um, And um, I think God is very gracious because if it's back in the States, for me to struggle with myself to take away some of the things on my hand and um, to try to be closer to Jesus, it would be a long time and it would be more struggle. Mm. But I think God did amazing job just Put me here and um, let me start from like uh, like start from nothing. So I think I have time and attention mm-hmm. for for Jesus. Good. So God used Beijing to yeah. transform you. Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. 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 Wow. Okay, Beth. I think um, living in Beijing teaches us how to be dependent. Um, I mean, most of us maybe for the first time, have learned, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm dependent on our driver or public transportation. We're dependent on uh, house help to help us do house repairs. And um, we're dependent on friends and other people, maybe for the first time. Where do I buy this? Or, uh, you know, problems that come up and you don't know how to solve them. So we learn how to be dependent. And I think as I learned to be dependent on others when I came to Beijing, Mm. it kind of taught me what it was really like to be dependent on God and to mm. abide in him. Mm. You see, for me, I'm more the um, self-reliant, uh, the ultimate planner, organizer type. <laughs> and uh, I loved our life in the U.S. Like Joanne said, uh, it was comfortable. It was mm. certain. I felt like things were more or less under control as much as they can be with three young boys. <laughs> and, uh, so when I, although I knew God was leading us to come to China, I it kind of rocked my little world, and it definitely rocked all our plans. Because, you see, first we moved here just for one year. (laughs) That was all I could swallow. (laughs) And um, every year since, 
We've had to um, seek the Lord and, and seek what he would want for our family. And, and thank goodness we were actually asking because it would have been so easy to just, hey, we came here for one year, we're going home. And so one year became two, two years became three. So God started teaching me about uh, keeping my plans, you know, flexible. And, and in fact, I have to tell you, in the last two and a half weeks alone, <laughs> God's presented our family with two very significant challenges hmm. that um, where we thought we had a pretty good plan. In fact, we thought hmm. the plan was actually God-directed, and suddenly in the last minute, he seems to be redirecting, and we're not really sure where all that's going to end up, but um, certainly living in Beijing in that respect is keep is God is teaching me to keep my plans uh, to allow him to divinely intervene <laughs> And change them up. And uh, it's definitely not been easy for me. It's definitely not easy to live with uncertainty. I think for most of us it's not, but particularly for me. So I've had to ask God to actually help me um, trust him. Before we moved here, I had compiled verse after verse of things that were helping our family make the decision to come. And I've often pulled them back out, and I've done so in the last couple weeks. And one of them... uh, I think actually uh, presents kind of a word picture of what it means to abide when you're Mm. trying to seek wisdom and direction. Mm. It's from Mm. Proverbs. It says this, uh, My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom, Mm. applying your heart to understanding, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, if you look for it as for silver, search for it as for hidden treasure, Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. And then it goes on to say, Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Um, But there's a second thing that's taught me how to abide in these same three years in Beijing. And that is... um, challenges of raising teenagers. <laughs> um, hopefully I'm not the only one, right? <laughs> but uh, I've seen my kids struggle with all kinds of things. And some of those things, I think, in fact, could be a little bit China-related. You know, there's more academic stress here. There's more, possibly, you could argue there's more temptation. It's hard to be a teenager anywhere you live. But I have in some cases, blame China for some of the things my kids have had to struggle with. Um, Something that has helped me with that is often, um, over the last couple years in particular, I've developed a habit, not every day, but a lot of days. uh, The kids go off to school, I'll just go in their bedrooms and just pray for them Mm. and just ask God to handle the problem that I don't know how to solve. And it's, it's been a good way. For me, it's a physical way of releasing the problem into God's hands mm. and, um, mm. and not trying to solve it myself, yeah. for sure. Um, so, and, and actually, another verse that I often pray in that situation is from Ephesians 3.20. Um, now unto him who can do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond all that we can ask or imagine, to him be according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory. And I've learned how to pr- present my requests in a way that acknowledges that his ways are higher than mine. In fact, I don't have the answer he does. Mm. And in fact, he probably is going to solve this problem in a way that's much 
um, that's exceedingly beyond uh, anything I could ask or think. Hmm. And um, so abiding for me means letting go of that self-reliance and um, letting God direct. Hmm. Thank you, Bob. Eleanor. I don't have much to say after all that. That was... (laughs) I'm a mixture of the two, um, just very briefly, because they've pretty much all said it all. I, I concur with a lot of that. Um, you know, uh, coming to Beijing completely separated me from all of the, the my, my sources of independence and dependence on things other than God. Mm. As Rick said, you know, um, about when we're not abiding in Jesus, you know, it's reflected by the other things that we're abiding in. And... Um, I just know from my personal journey here that um, it's been a journey of taking those things that I have been dependent upon and letting them go and hanging on to Jesus every step, every moment Mm. of every second of every day. Um, It's been an incredible personal transformation. Um, there's a verse that, well, it's not even really a verse. It's a song that keeps popping up in mm. my head um, about Jesus is all you need. Mm. And uh, Psalm 63, 63 says that, you know, in, you know, oh gosh, what is it? Life, God, God gives you a life better than the richest feast. Mm. Um, richest affair, yeah. Richest to fair, and I'm, I'm, I'm really challenged by that because that's a big promise. But I know my God doesn't lie, mm. and so I'm, I'm really in for abiding in Christ because um, it's just that clearly it, it, it gives us absolutely everything we need. Um, God's promised that, and therefore what we need to do is to be to pray mm. to God to help us to let go of the things we're dependent upon. And to trust him, um, trust him that he's faithful to that promise. And to, as uh, you've both said, just to seek out God with every, seek out Jesus just with every opportunity we have. Because he promises, you know, come to me and I will come to you. And that is I will come to you um, for those who seek him. Hmm. Mm. Good. And Lisa, do you want to? Part, part of abiding is participating in this body that we have here. Mm. And um, we just wanted to ask you, how has, have you seen Jesus working in the lives of the women at Capital Community Church? As, as, mm. And how has that um, impacted your life as well? Yeah, I, I've seen, uh, I've, oh, just having been here, I think I've been with CCC for about, I don't know, six years, maybe seven years. Um, I've just seen, with the women's ministry, when Iris was here, um, she always had a vision for women's ministry. It's always been her vision. Um, and then when Rhonda Ouse came, yeah. uh, she had a dynamo of a lady um, to yeah. help her uh, make that vision into a reality. And since that started, we've we've just grown through, um, you know, in introducing Bible study groups, um, the retreat lunches, uh, the the fellowship of the women has grown incredibly, and it's really it's really touched so many women's lives. I've seen, you know, women who have been uh, just, and I'll share just from my own personal journey as well, is that when I came to Beijing, I was a very broken person in lots of different ways. 
and through through the women at CCC, through Journey Group, through Bible studies, you know, they have the women at CCC. Jesus has used to be His hands and feet here. They've they've Jesus has healed and continues to heal my wounds. Mm. He continues to set me free from various bondage to areas in my life that I've always I've always struggled with. Um, that he had, Jesus has just been at work through these women in grace, in love, and in truth. Um, and, and there have been, you know, times when I've had a bit of a slap across the face. And uh, but it, when I've seen the loving eyes with tears, you know, tears streaming in them, when they've slapped me in the face. <laughs> I know that with, you know, in truth, that is the love of Jesus, that that is Jesus in front of me saying, you know, Eleanor, you are loved. And because I love you so much, I'm, you know, this is truth that you need to know. And so it's just been transformational for me, my personal journey here through the various um, things that have been available um, at CCC. And I really encourage you, if you're, if you're not connected with a group now, please get connected because... When I came, I I was I felt I went through a great uh, quite a depression and felt extremely alone uh, when I first came, and um, I was uh, angry about a lot of things and and there was a point in time when when God said you know you've got to stop pushing me away you need to start letting me come in stop trying to do this on your own you don't need to, and I really encourage for anyone that's trying to do this walk by themselves at CCC um, to to just let that go and just allow Jesus to love you and to, um, and so that you can learn from him, that you can, you know, Matthew, is it Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30, come to me, all who are heavy laden and burdened, and I will give you rest. Learn from me. It's my, I'm humble of heart and I'm gentle. So, yeah, I really encourage you, anyone, any ladies, any men, just to get plugged in. It's, a, it's just the beginning of an amazing journey with Jesus here. So I want to commend these women to you. And if you're new and you're visiting, uh, I want to encourage you to go up to Joanne and go up to Beth and Eleanor and introduce yourself. And they'll probably invite you to have tea or go out and uh, get to know one another. And um, the, the last thing I wanted is to ask Annalisa to say a little insight about jet lag and how that relates to abiding. That'll be our last word. Well, I don't know if you realize it, but we are all experiencing an element of spiritual jet lag. And I realized that because I just made a very quick trip back to the U.S., and it suddenly hit me that when I leave Beijing's time zone and I go back to Los Angeles... I have to decide, am I going to enter the Los Angeles time zone? Am I going to discipline my body to eat and to sleep and to live according to the Los Angeles time zone? In the same way, when we are living in Christ and abiding in Christ, we are living by eternal standards, eternal promises. And those promises, they don't work in this world. They don't make sense in this world. And we have, to, we have to discipline our bodies to begin to walk in this new kingdom that we belong to. And that was just a picture for me 
that I just thought, wow, Lord, please help me to take the time to enter into your majesty, to enter into your presence, to do the Philippians 4, 8, um, where he, we are urged to ponder the things that are beautiful and noble and right and excellent and, and to just enter into um, that time zone, the kingdom time zone. So I wanted to leave that image with you as you leave this week that um, participate. Don't do that thing where you, you, know, you live in Beijing, but you're living by the Los Angeles time zone. Don't do that in the kingdom world. Walk in the eternal blessings that God has promised you. Can we thank these women for coming up? You guys can go back and... Uh...